Welcome. Today is Monday, January 21st. Uh, the Arctic Blast has hit Michigan hard. Uh, the NFL had a controversial yet exciting weekend of conference championships. Raspberries are wonderful, and so are cheeses. Do you have a favorite cheese? We break down our favorites. And the bird is out of the box. We finally watch a bird box, and we give you our thoughts. Let's go. This is the Matt and Muse Show with Matt Hunsler and Adam Musinski. What's up, everybody? Uh, Today was a weird day. Tell you what, we started late. Um, we ran into technical difficulties, but we figured them out before we started. True. So we're good there. But I'm just saying today was a weird day because I woke up and my phone said, feels like negative 21 out. <laughs> it's not warm here in Michigan. It is warmer now than it was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon by 12 degrees. Isn't that ridiculous? It got colder. Like, so I woke up at like 6. It got colder before it started to get warmer again. Yeah, it was weird. I was, I was cold all day today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was not fun. Uh, so what we want to know is what do you guys do when it's cold? Yesterday, I think the high was 2 <laughs> or something. Like yeah, that. it was bad. You know, single digits and everything. Wind chill way below all that. Uh, but, yeah, we wanted to know. We had a lot of feedback. Uh, what's up, Jake? Um, a lot of feedback, uh, cleaning, painting, making soup, doing chores, doing nothing, watching movies, sitting by a campfire, not a campfire, but like a fire inside <laughs> It's two house. degrees outside and we go <laughs> sit outside. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So thanks for the feedback, the responses. Um, keep them coming. Uh, you're watching us live. Let us know what did you do when it was so cold or what do you do? I'll tell you what I did. What did you do? I sat down. Said a quick prayer, said, my pipes, so far so good. Didn't you run into that last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, the, the pipe that came out of my washing machine, it froze. Didn't know it, so I ran the laundry, left to go to town, water all over the room. Left to go to town? <laughs> and <laughs> I was... sagging off. Well, I mean, I, like, I, went, I went and ran errands or whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. So then I was, I was so stupid... I said, man, there's water all over the floor. It came from the washing machine. I'm going to run it again to see where it came from. Everything was great. Went through the spin cycle and then went to deposit the water into the drain. And said drain was frozen, and that's why water was all over my room. So twice I had water all over my room for the same reason, because I'm too stupid to realize it the first time. That was fun. Tons of fun. <laughs> so Has not happened yet this year. Luckily, I never had a pipe burst. Uh, but... I did actually, we have dishwasher issues or whatever. We're trying to figure them out right now. Like 99% sure I got down, got to run it one more time, then I'll fix it. But the pipe in our basement that goes up to our dishwasher, the water line, the shutoff valve is so old that last time I shut it off, it like started to leak a little bit. Planning a party and everything, couldn't get to it right away, but I finally was able to get to it today. It did just, I hate dealing with water pipes. I would rather deal with electrical, I think, <laughs> than water. I like mixing the two. A little bit That's of electricity, a little bit of water. Stand in a bucket, drop a toaster in it. Good times. <laughs> okay, you're angry and now I'm worried you're suicidal. <laughs> I'm getting nervous here, man. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> I also went uh, went couch shopping yesterday with my lovely wife. How was that? You buy a couch? Um, we decided on a couch after one, two, four, seven ish, seven hours, I think, of uh, couch shopping. Thank you. I needed. That's this. all I could reach. Sorry. <laughs> what she likes. So uh, we uh, decided on a couch sectional. Get the uh, five-year protection plan. Couches are expensive. I hope Hank doesn't destroy my couch. That's what I was wondering. So we've never bought a new couch. We always take hand-me-downs. We really want a sectional. Melanie's going to be really jealous that you guys are getting one. Are you going to let Hank up on the couch? Yeah, at this point, I don't think there's any telling him he can't. It's tough to retrain a dog not to get on the couch after he's been allowed on the couch. Okay. Here's what I want to teach you. We had a couch. Lucy basically destroyed. We got new couches. Lucy's a dog, not like his daughter or anything, but continue. Right, right. We kept her off the couch. So put golf clubs on there, something to deter him, and eventually he will learn to stay off. Well, it's a sectional, so I'm going to need like my oh, yeah. entire wardrobe around yeah. the couch. Something. But yeah, every time we leave or go to bed, we'd always throw it on there, and then now we don't even got to worry about it. Yeah, so. we'll see. Something to try. Something I mean, try. so with this protection plan, though, it's supposed to protect against, like, rips and tears and stains and all that stuff. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm just ready for a new couch. So right now, my couch at home, it's a reclining couch, and the footrest is broken off of the couch. I can't even rest my feet upon the footrest. It is just a foot fall through because there's nothing for it to rest on. That's the most frustrating thing ever. I just want to get home from a long day of work, kick my feet up and relax, and maybe have a nice cold beverage next to me. And No, I kick my feet up and they fall right back down. <laughs> it's depressing. It really is. I don't have reclining couches. I don't recommend them. You I know, don't. I always had them growing up and I always want them, but that's just what I hear. You run into so many problems, it's not even worth it. Reclining love seat, maybe, be okay. Yeah. But a couch, like, couch is good for laying on. Reclining couches aren't good for laying on because it's got the, like, divisions in it. <laughs> issues. You know, we're, we're worried about this. And, I mean, those poor kids in Eastern and Western Africa are worried about uh, malaria. And <laughs> we which have, mosquitoes not to get stung by. And We are very by. fortunate. <laughs> we are. I mean, worried about a damn couch. And right. Poor kid doesn't even have food for supper. Yeah, whatever. We're fortunate. Lunch or sure, breakfast. Take it or, around. Take it and run, man. Take it and run. I don't even do much of that. I mean, at least they run. I bike. Good for you. Where, where is the stationary bike you keep telling you. me about? It's in my little storage Yeah, area. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I'll show it it's you conveniently later. out of the way. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out of the way right now, so no one sees it. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the bar, not the table, because Jameson's basically taking over the whole area. Over I see there. that. He's got lots of toys. Uh, they right look like a lot of fun to play right-handed with. Right-handed baseball glove? Yeah, so, no, no, it's a left-handed baseball glove. Because it makes you able to throw with your left oh, hand. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. So, my wife and I bought Jameson. Happy birthday, Jameson. Which, in thank 18 you, years when you watch thank this. Thank you. Oh, thanks for inviting us. It was a great time. So, we bought him a uh, baseball glove. And I sent Shana inside to grab some stuff. I was out in the car with Olivia. And and uh, she came out. She goes, I got him a, a bat, a ball, a tee, and a glove. And I couldn't pass up the glove. It was so cute. I'm like, oh, awesome. So she wrapped it and threw it together. I didn't even look at it. Meanwhile, I'm spending a week and a half trying to decide what glove to buy myself. I didn't even look at the glove that we got for Jameson. And, uh, <laughs> it is a left-handed baseball glove. 
I mean, I didn't assume he was right-handed, but there's more of a chance that he's right-handed than left-handed. So, uh, sorry he, about he, that. He's right-handed. No, it's fine. It's cool. So, maybe but this like, is the chance to train him to be ambidextrous. I mean, if he becomes an ambidextrous pitcher, as you've seen, they're very successful. They can make lots of money. Money, 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 money. Money. All right. <laughs> Let's dive in. Uh, quick little overview of the show. We're going to get really sportsy here for the first half. Uh, then we'll take a break, and we'll come back and have a little more fun. The fact that you say we're getting really sportsy makes it sound like we don't know what we're talking about. We don't. <laughs> we're just going to ramble on about basically one thing for the next 15 minutes or so. So uh, Sunday, Championship Sunday, was a day full of two very exciting football games. I would argue that leading up into these two football games, the entire postseason has been ridiculously boring except for one half. Maybe even one quarter. I am going to 100% agree with you on that. I There was one game that was somewhat close, and it was just the Seahawks game or whatever against Dallas. That was a close coming, like they were coming back to it, into it. So I was like, all right, maybe, possibly, yeah, that could turn into something cool. But I completely agree. In the playoffs thus far leading up until 3 o'clock on Sunday have been a complete disappointment in my mind. Now, Sunday... <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. We got what we wanted. We got two very, very, very good games and controversy. Everybody's upset. Everybody's upset. Everybody's upset. We have Lions fans that are upset because of what happened years and years and years ago that, oh, no one was this upset. Ouch. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, no one was that upset about it when it (laughs) happened to us on a bad PI call against Dallas. They picked up the flag. I get it. That PI call was the worst missed call in the history of football. Okay. It was not only did they miss the PI, but they missed helmet's helmet. And hitting note, hitting defenseless receiver. Side note, they have not been calling hitting a defenseless receiver or helmet to helmet the last two months of the season. I've sort of noticed that. Um beginning of the season, I'd go like this. I would tell him the contact. Oh, my God. Hidden defenses receiver. For those of you just listening, he hit me in the head. Yes. This is, once again, an abusive relationship. But uh, we shall continue. <laughs> Successful. <laughs> um, what I think is even funnier is that the <laughs> the cornerback that uh, was no-called for hitting this receiver came out after the game and said, yo, it absolutely was a pass interference. I knew I got beaten that wheel route. I went after him, didn't go after the ball, and I knew it was a pass interference. And I got up, didn't see a flag, and I said incomplete. And I said, oh, awesome. Cool. And uh, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. <laughs> no, it totally is. It. I... So there's a rule. I'm going to get the verbiage here up. I heard it this morning. It's Rule 17, Section 2, Article 1. Um, I got to dig down to keep talking. So essentially this rule, I know what you're going to say, and I'm not really in agreement with the Commissioner Goodell stepping in and making any sort of adjustments to the game, but this rule is in effect for basically, well, I mean, once you find it, you can read it, but basically what it says is the Commissioner can step in and basically have the game replayed or aspects replayed, but go ahead and read it. It says, the commissioner commissioner has the sole authority to investigate and take appropriate disciplinary 
and or corrective measures if any club action, non-participant interference, or calamity occurs in an NFL game, which the commissioner deems to be so extraordinary and unfair or outside the accepted tactics encountered in professional football that such an action has a major effect on the results of the game. Basically, if something happens that neither team caused to have happen and it affects the outcome of that game, the commissioner can then go back and say, we're going to play this section of this game over. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand why the rules in, or in, excuse me, in existence. Yeah, because if like the stadium falls apart or something. Yeah, or <laughs> like, there's yeah. a meteor hits at right, midfield right, or something. Right. Yeah. But technically, this could happen. Is it going to? No. I think, honestly, I think it'd be really bad in Goodell's part to do that because mistakes happen. I mean, there's still that human element of error. Yeah, it was ridiculously blatant and it was two people missing this call. In all honesty, this reminds me of the Jim Joyce um, yeah. issue with Armando Galarraga with the Detroit Tigers when he had a, a perfect game um, taken out of his hands because Joyce called the guy safe when he was obviously out. Same type of thing. There's really nothing that can be done except for the league coming back and saying, oop, sorry, we screwed up. It sucks. It really does. And that's almost pouring salt in the wound. But at this point... It'd be terrible, absolutely terrible for Goodell to say, and it wouldn't look good for the NFLPA either. I mean, if the Goodell says, hey, yeah, you two teams, the Rams and the, and the Saints, go back out in the field. You got two minutes left. That was a pass interference, and you start on the – it's tie ball game. You start on the 10-yard line or whatever that was. Um, I mean, that would look bad. That would look really bad in the league, look really bad in Goodell. He'd lose a lot of credibility, I think. Um, but I've also heard the flip side, which – yeah, Goodell should be able to invoke his power and do what he wants, and he's the commissioner for a reason. So, all right, my side is don't do it. Okay, how many missed catches, the non-conversion of third downs that they have leading up to this? They could have put themselves where they would not have been in that situation. That's the first thing. Don't put yourself in that situation to begin with. Then we don't have to worry about this. True. So at that point, you didn't play the rest of the game well enough to not have that happen as a possibility so like i'm with you don't don't go replay the game it's not going to happen however it would so be the nfl to come out this morning and be like hey tuesday at seven o'clock pay-per-view we're playing the last minute and a half of the saints rams game again and that, that would be and blow it out of the water and make a ton of money that would be the most watched yes half hour of sports ever you would hear so much controversy, so much talk. All of a sudden, every single thing that goes wrong, everyone's knocking on Goodell's door. That's why they won't do it. But at the same time, I could see them doing it because look all this money I can get, and I want money, and I make $40 million, and I want to make $47 million because I'm an ignorant asshole. I want to make $47 million. I don't like Goodell. <laughs> I don't either. Um, so here's something else I sort of thought of today, and somebody had brought this up to me. The CFL Canadian Football League, they are able to challenge penalties. Do you think this is something that's going to take the NFL to that step? I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a huge, huge, huge step. Yeah. They have to tread very lightly on this because and they have to put the language in the rules very specifically, which we know they're great at is over-exaggerating and over-defining things to the point they're not defined anymore. But... <laughs> My only fear is if you say, yes, you can challenge penalties, can you challenge a call that wasn't made? They'd have to specify that because there's holding on every single play. Absolutely. So at some point, they have to look at it and say, you can challenge 
these penalties if they're called or something like that. Like, there has to be so much definition behind that rule. They can't just come out and say you can challenge penalties and non-penalties. And because, but but at the I mean at the same time though, you've got only got so many so many challenges per game. Right. So yeah, I mean, if you want to use your challenge on a penalty as opposed to a uh, rule uh, or a, uh, a catch that was ruled incomplete, but actually was a catch. I mean, you're that's yeah. just something new that you're able to challenge. You still have to use them wisely. Right. So say you use one of your challenges. Say you're down seventeen ten. You're on the forty yard line. You throw an incomplete pass to the end zone on fourth down. Do you then get the ability to go challenge? Be like the left tackle was, or the left guard uh, was holding or something, whatever. No, I mean, I you know, that's a good point. That, that, good that's point. the thing. There's, It's not as easy as just going in there and be like, here, let's do this, you know. It's no, maybe we only challenge pass interference calls. But why are you going to let them do that if they can't challenge holding calls or contact beyond five yards? Because that happens all the time or how much helmet hits and stuff like this. I think there's so much gray area. It's at this point, it's a human element of the game. It's why I don't like instant replay baseball. It's a human element of the game. Deal with it. You already slow the game down enough. I heard a caller on the radio today call in. He said to put another official upstairs that can throw a flag. And the host was not getting it. Well, why are we going to review every play? Why, why, why? He's like, no, you're not going to review every play. In real time, if that official sees something that isn't called, he has to buzz down or something or somehow throw a flag onto that field. Lawn dirt. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow get the attention. And then if the play goes and they move on and he didn't catch it either cool i would not give him the views of the broadcast team though it would literally be here's your camera here's your four views or whatever you go from like each corner or something this is what you get to see if you see a penalty you can call it just like all the other officials can on the field but you can't sit there and replay something at all because you're taking that human element out you're just putting more eyes on the field which apparently you need but there's four people looking at that. They didn't call it. So if that guy doesn't call it either, we're going to have the same conversation next year. Absolutely. There's uh, a... needs to be fired. Um, I don't know. This is tough. I, I do like what Jake sort of just brought up here in our live chat. Um, uh, get, either get the call right the first time around, obviously, or I assume this is what he's saying. If that penalty is seen and it is challenged, just replay it. Don't give him the yardage. Replay the play. I, I do like that idea, actually. I mean, it's that way you're not giving one team an advantage over another after that human element is taken out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's an idea, too. And, yes, Joe, MSU basketball is great. They just beat up in the Terps tonight pretty big, another top 25 team. <laughs> go green, go white, baby. Woo, fire up All right, moving back on to football. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It sucks. I mean, the... The Saints kind of got hosed, but at the same time, if it was if it was Andy Reid that that mismanaged the end of the game like that, it wouldn't be because of that one call. It'd be all about, hey, look what Andy Reid did wrong in calling these plays. He's called Waffle House. That's the problem. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's just, it's a slippery slope. Don't do it. I just I don't like where this could lead the NFL. Honestly, if this doesn't. If they were down 30 to 10 and this happened, we would not be talking about this today. It's controversy. It happens. We talk about it. If this these rules are in place to not let us talk about it, we're just going to put all of us sports broadcasters. Yes, I put me in that, <laughs> in that, that realm. 
We're going to put all of us out of jobs, though, because we have nothing to talk about because there's no controversy. We'll literally be sitting here telling you scores, and we told you that we don't want to do that. We're not going to do that. So, I want to know how those officials got smuggled out of the stadium. <laughs> right. I'm guessing they did the old-fashioned, put your head down, put your hat on really low, bend the cap, oh, put, on a, put probably, on a Saints uniform. And... They probably have cars that drive in and drive out that are tinted out, <laughs> bulletproof Escalades <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um, the other call that I did not like... There were, there were tons of them, man. Both games. In, in all honesty, looking at both games, there was poor officiating against all four teams. I mean, there's no denying that. It was a rough day of officiating. Yeah, I don't think any one team got an advantage. They had, did the Saints get the disadvantage in that time? Yes. But I think at the end, overall, it evened out. They did let them play. But the NFL needs to become more consistent on what they do from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Because what they did in the beginning of the season is not what they just did this past week. Oh, absolutely not. And I, th- I think that's starting to hurt the NFL's officiating credibility uh, moving forward, which is why I think Al Riveron, the NFL head of officials, is on his way out. If he doesn't get fired, I'll go fire him. Oh, I didn't know he had that power. It's pretty impressive. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> the other call... I'm which, Rick James, bitch! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we're not Patriots fans. <laughs> What? <laughs> we are. We don't like Tom Brady. Everyone out there saw the post last night of the things yeah. the Patriots do. Steal tapes, pay off refs, deflate footballs, and all that other fun stuff. The call Brady got for roughing the passer when the defense's player's arm grazed his face mask. It was a swing and a miss. I mean, he sold it well. Makes... Brady, Honestly, he didn't Brady even really didn't sell, even it. sell it. No, he didn't. I was waiting for him to flop or something. I had to look at it three times before I realized he grazed his mask. Yeah, he did. He didn't really sell anything. I no. mean, the official that threw the flag was behind him, and he had a poor angle on what he was calling, and said, "Oh, his face was or his hand was near his face. Must have been a illegal hands to face or roughing the passer, whatever they end up calling." He knew if he threw that flag and made that call, he was going to get a ten thousand dollar check from Tom Brady next week. Here's someone just thought of. <laughs> All right, so back to the back to the missed pass interference call. Yeah. At that point in the game, one of those two officials that was watching that play closely, why didn't they throw a flag? They knew it. They had to have known it was at least close to a pass interference. At the end of the day, you can still pick that flag up. That yeah, that's what I mean. Just at, throw at, it. Just yeah, throw it. Like, at that point in the game, I mean that was. Yeah, it was a boom-boom play, live action, but he got there way before the ball. I mean, it was blatant. You can pick the flag up if you're like, no, no, there's no pass interference. People can be pissed to you either way. No matter what yeah. call you make, there's going to be a fan from one team or another upset at you. Yeah, I think that's one of those situations where you just throw it. You're trying to induce player safety and you're all for player safety and whatnot. Throw the flag. Go discuss it. Then you can go to the replay and look to see if he was targeting or anything, you know? Yeah, just throw it. Just that, start it. And this way, if you hash it out and you realize no ball was uncatchable, blah blah, that's fine. We move on. Cool. At least you took the time to figure it out. You didn't even put yourself to have the opportunity to do so. And that's another thing with this, this Brady thing when he got called for the roughing the passer. It's a what I hate about the NFL. It seems like every time there's an an opportunity for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, there's no discussion. That flag is never picked up. I've not in my in recollection this season or any season I've ever watched, have I ever seen a flag be picked up when it's initially thrown for an unsportsmanlike conduct. And that wasn't roughing the passer. The guy that threw it was behind the behind the play. 
Why couldn't he talk to all the other officials watching the play? And they could have said, like, no, I don't know what the hell you're looking at. He was going for the ball. Yeah. It was very blatant that he was going for the ball. That's why the pass was incomplete. <laughs> that would have brought a four. In all, in all honesty, it shouldn't have been incomplete. He still made a decent throw yeah, in the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the officials, they're, they're either so definitive on something that they think they can't be wrong, or they're so confused or questioning a different play that they don't want to be wrong. They're not consistent. No. That's that's the problem. It's supposed were... to be it's supposed to be the best officials in the NFL yeah. officiating the playoff games. And so far I don't think we have seen that at all in the playoffs as a whole from the wild card round up until this last week. And it's it's been a mess. It's been borderline embarrassing for some of these teams. Um and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix that. I, in, in football, I do not know how to fix it. I know how to fix it. I just look this up. You're 28, 30. Okay. I think they need to lower the years of these officials. They are 51 years old on average. They are lawyers. They are attorneys. They are oh people with day jobs. You need to lower the age of officials, and you need to bring officials in, make it a full-time job. Be like, hey, you want to be an NFL official? Cool. We're going to basically put you through a two-year boot camp before you can actually get onto the field. Then all you're going to do is preseason games. Yeah. Then, then you're going to do week one. And then after a little long, then you can only do week two, week one and week two, and move them out of that. And then this way you are grooming your officials who, hey, your only responsibility is to be an NFL official. You got NFL officials. They go home to a day job. They have other things they need to do in their life to get by. Okay, but what do you do with these officials that are already in the league? You can't just see a... You, you, no, you, you just start cycling them in. You say, hey, this is our new policy on officials. If you're already in the league, cool, I guess we're stuck with you. There's going to be a lot of... There's going to be a lot of payoffs, so there's going to have to be. Fine. If, if you're a billion-dollar league, and you're putting this shit on the field... And these officials who aren't making phone or aren't making calls and are fifty-one years old, which nothing against being old, if you can still do the job, maybe that's part of the problem, though. I miss Ed Hockley. Yeah, at least at least when he sucked, you knew. Right, and he had forearms like sewer pipes. I, I get it, it's a tough job, man. I get it, but it's time to look through. You got, you got the game so fast. The average NFL player, 24, 25 years old, it's so fast. These guys can't keep up. It happens. It's nothing against them. They're probably great people. Just terrible Doing officials. Doing the best job best they can because there's nothing behind them. So they're just like, wow, look, I'm making $10,000 a game. I work 10 games, I make hundred grand. Yep. Why don't you That'd just nice. hire a bunch of officials, pay them all two hundred grand, and be like, look, you're at my disposal now. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, could solve, uh, we could solve world hunger in this show if we give us enough beer. <laughs> Not even halfway through it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we'll wrap up this, this week because we're almost out of time already. Um, Brady's a product of a system. I think any quarterback could do what he does if he was with Belichick that long. Yeah, I mean, on one extent, yeah, but we have no way of... No, I know we it. don't. We don't. Um, but I do. Belichick is smart, but I am still under the fact that they're both cheaters, and I do not have any respect for them. Um, Super Bowl. Long story short, New England, New or New England, not New Orleans. They lost. New England, Los Angeles Rams. Um, the they opened up. Rams were a one point dog for like an hour, and then it came back down. Uh, Patriots are now. Last I saw, it was one and a half. 
So we'll give you our predictions next week. Yep. But coming up, we talk beer the podcast, all the government shutdowns affecting the beer industry, give you the top six cheeses in our opinion, and break down the latest Netflix craze. Just like that, we're back. That was fast, man. Tell you what, that little transition song we have, mm-hmm. I can get into that. I know, right? I like it. Thanks. I made that. I know. Good job, man. I'm the man. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I want to touch on something real quick uh, before we dive into Beer the Podcast. Um, Lauren just chimed in. She did picks with us actually a couple times. Um, any quarterback can be as good as Brady if they work for a team that teaches most of the Patriots. Yeah, I completely agree. And then she said, bad calls because the NFL wants certain teams to be in the Super Bowl. The refs did everything they do to make it happen. I, I agree that that can happen, but this is not the matchup they were looking for. Um, I think they would rather have Breeze versus Brady because odds are one of those would walk out and retire if they won. So just want to point that out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in my opinion, this is the worst possible combination as far as an entertainment standpoint. Because we don't have the two young bucks slinging against each other. Correct. We don't have the two vets thrown against each other. Correct. And the old quarterback in the Super Bowl is the one that always wins. So yeah, exactly. Who gives a and crap about for it? For all these people putting out Mich- maps of the United States and Michigan saying we're rooting for the Patriots, um, no, I'm not, and I'm from Michigan. So thank you. So I haven't seen that all. map. I did. It's like all red. When it was Chiefs versus Patriots, it was all red. And then Michigan and New England. Blue. See, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I, I was told to root for the Chiefs by my map. Oh, so why uh, I like my I, map better? I, I do too. I do too. All right, uh, let's get into this. Blushing Monk, Founders Blushing Monk. Um, last time it came out was twenty five years ago, twenty fourteen. Fourteen? Okay, it was fourteen. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I was just having a little brew with raspberries. Cheers, brother. Look, I am. This beer is fantastic. So 9.2%, 20 IBUs, uh, really easy drinking, uh, very, it'll come bite you (laughs) if you're not careful. Yeah, it It, doesn't taste really boozy, but it's fairly high alcohol. Yeah, exactly. It's a first quarter uh, specialty release from Founders. Um, Go out there, find it on draft and package. All your favorite stores have it and everything. Um, But... We actually have a bonus beer of the podcast here today. Um, so Founders Blushing Monk is made with all these raspberries, and I cannot remember. I used to know the percentage of raspberries more than what they put into Rubeus. So I figured, let's figure it out. I got Rubeus. <laughs> um, uh raspberry ale from Founders, uh, 5.7%. This one's available year-round. It's also available in Nitro, um, which is a fantastic beer as well. Just by... Uh Taste comparison there, I'd say it's about thirty-eight percent more raspberries. <laughs> it's something Monk like ten than times than <laughs> It's a lot, um, but yeah, Blushing Monk's basically Rubeus's older sister. 
Or brother. We don't know what they define as, even though they're pink. Okay. Older sibling. It does say sibling <laughs> on their website. Sorry, I'm not politically correct. <laughs> Sue me. Won't be the first time I'm not politically correct on the show. God. Speaking of politics. I hate politics. Politics. Well, so we're going to dive into... Politics. But not really into... No. Politics. You're supposed to say politics. Politics. <laughs> it's over now. You ruined the joke. Um, I'll let you lead it. Um, so something we kind of want to touch on today is we're in the midst of a government shutdown. It sucks. The reason we're shutting down all that stuff, we don't care about. That's We care about it, but we're not getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, that doesn't that's, belong in this okay. show. That belongs elsewhere about people that get mad about this stuff. So... What we're more interested in is the fact that this government shutdown is adversely affecting the brewing industry. Because? Because? Every time a new beer is produced and sold across the United States, the label has to be approved by the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, the TTB. Yep. So, essentially, all these breweries that are out there, and we're mainly looking at the smaller ones because they may... Brew a beer and be like, oh, this is really good. Let's hurry up and make them production. We're getting good reviews on it. Oh, crap. We never get a label. Legally, you have to have a label. To sell it outside the brew pub. Yep, yep. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that these breweries aren't getting these labels and this bureau is currently shut down, it is not allowing them to produce and sell as much beer as they are capable, which means they are not becoming economically stimulated. And they're just sitting on, and hopefully not hemorrhaging, but possibly hemorrhaging money in their brew pub. Which is sad, and it's bad, and I yeah. don't like it. And you're actually there, Washington. Yeah. To, this- to that, I say, Washington, please, for the sake of beer, for the love of our suds, do this one favor for us all. Let's get things figured out so we can have new beer again. I agree. Amen. <laughs> no, it's yeah, like eventually like right now the beers coming out have gone to the TTV way before the shutdown occurred. But we're getting into that period now of hey, we got these new beers, we need to sell them and we're not able to. So you may know, correct me if I'm wrong. If I make so for instance, Blushy Monk Blushy Monk was made five years ago. Mm-hmm. And when Blushy Monk originally came out the label was approved. However, on these new bottles, does there have to be a new date? Or not necessarily? Are those labels still approved from the first time this was made? I don't think so because it's technically a different beer. Like, because these labels have a date on them. They say 2019. I think it should be like the upper. Yeah, yeah. but no. It's a stamp. With when it was bottled. I mean, that can change oh. from day to day. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't know the answer to that one. And that's something to look into also. I mean, some of these breweries, if they are Recycling. repeating a recipe, yeah. why can't they just come out using the same old label they had as long as it doesn't have a specific date on it? I, I bet, yeah, as long as, you, like you were saying, it doesn't have the date on it. Um, I don't see why they couldn't. I, I'm not into... I'm into beer, but I guess I'm not into all the legalities of it. Officials like well enough capacity to discuss this and know this. I know a but guy. I'm going to ask him next time I see him. You're not going to see him. <laughs> I'll ask him tomorrow when I see him. 
<laughs> I think we're talking about two different people. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, no, so we'll, we'll, we'll find out. But anyways, yeah, like Matt was saying, man. It's sad. I mean, it, it sucks. Obviously, there's way more terrible things going on than just the brewing industry being adversely affected. There's tons of families whose supplemental incomes are not there anymore. And it's terrible, it's sad, and, and things need to get going with the government. But this is just one side of things that affects us immediately. If you are one of those families, for whatever reason you might listen to our show, thank you. you know, appreciate everything <laughs> you do. Um, but there are opportunities out there. Um, I know there's multiple restaurants and stuff um, helping with these families, giving them food. Um, I know just over the weekend the Pistons uh, gave away seats to all the game to the ga- certain games. Um, if you brought in your uh, not pay stub but like your badge and ID saying you work for the government, they're going to let you and your family in for free and all the other fun stuff. So, which is good. It's good it, to see these community good, or these um, not communities, excuse me, businesses um, coming together to support the community and support their their fellow man, their fellow American. That's great to see. It yeah. really is. But, but uh, I mean, it, it sucks. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Let's get through this together, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Let's get but, some uh, new beer back. I mean, we, yeah, we really want some new beer. That's what Matt and Muse we care about, beer. I mean, we care about our families and, like, our jobs and all that type of stuff, too, but beer's, <laughs> beer's cool. <laughs> we like it. I got to find this <laughs> Um. Well, while he's doing that, I'm just going to say that uh, I'm really, uh, really having fun. This evening with you. This is a, it's a good show. This is a good show. I, I can't find it. I'm not going to spend right. too much time. I was just trying to kill time, and I had nothing else to say. <laughs> no, no, you're good. It's basically a Thanksgiving meme, and I sent it to my wife one year. And it's like, on this Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for you. Just kidding. It's beer. I'm thankful for beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's appropriate more days than just Thanksgiving. But, uh, yeah. I, I see where you're going yeah. with that. It was funny. I liked it. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, we're doing this new thing now where, where every episode we like to tell you more about ourselves. And by doing that, we like to tell you six of our favorite one thing. And hopefully that gives you a better <laughs> understanding of who we are as people. <laughs> For well, whatever what reason. What we've learned so far. Let's go through some of these. <laughs> what we've learned so far. So we have, we have learned uh, our favorite Christmas movies and Christmas cookies. Yes. And we have talked about pizzas. Pizzas. And how Matt is weird and likes pineapple on his pizza. No, no. There's a very scientific reason why I love pineapple on my pizza, but we don't need to go there tonight. I see that. That's all we've done. Oh, no. that's We started this last year. I'm just looking at this year's. Uh, pizzas. What did we do last? Cookies? We've done cookies. Christmas cookies. We've done Christmas movies. And breakfast. Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Knew I'd find it. Yeah, so. breakfast is good. Love me some breakfast. So uh, today, cheeses. Talk about cheeses. There's lots of different cheeses, and I, I start. I always try to make a list of ones I eat uh, when we do these or whatever we're talking about, and then kind of narrow it down from there. Started at you know your basics, and then it's like, oh, I, I guess I can include cottage cheese and cream cheese and so, ricotta cheese. And I don't Parmesan. mean to sound like put a... Parmesan cheese on here. I wasn't even thinking. I don't mean to sound like a pretentious prick, but I feel like my experience with cheese is much greater than yours. Oh, I'm sure. It I is. mean, I kept this very simple, but I love cheese. <laughs> See, I, I'm slightly love lactose cheese. intolerant, so I don't dive in too much. But... Oh, I oh, I, as much cheese as I can fit in my mouth at one time, 
without vomiting is not enough. Nice. No, I'm I'm very basic when it comes to food. Like I don't try too many different things. I like what I like, and that's what I'm gonna eat. I have eaten a bull testicle. Called Rocky Mountain oysters. Delicious. I have eaten muskrat. Turtle. Yeah, see, if we went through the most exotic food I have ever eaten, it's been octopus, uh, venison, and bison. Not very exotic. Nope. <laughs> no, no. I have a freezer full of venison. That's not exactly. Like, it's like exotic. a. It's, it's like, oh, do we want beef or venison tonight? No, let's have venison. Let's mix them together. Right. Let's get really crazy. So, uh, Anyways. yeah, one time I ate alligator, pickled cow heart, and tongue. We're going to do a top six where Matt just tells us the weird <laughs> things he's eaten. <laughs> They're all delicious. I'm a huge liver and onions fan. That's why you like pineapple on your pizza. There's a trick to it. You have to cook it very carefully. You can't scorch the liver. You can't overcook the liver. You have to treat it like a very fine, thin steak. Almost sometimes, if you want to, like a country fried steak, you bread it a little bit and you fry it in a pan. Delicious. Delicious. You know, I'm glad you put on Facebook there that Ben should cook more, and then your wife called you out on it. I was really hoping you weren't going to make her dinner just so I could make fun of you, but you did. It was 12 degrees outside, and I grilled the most fantastic steak. I made a a sirloin steak for myself, and I made her a ribeye steak, a little S&P on both sides. And What you do is you you put it down for a few minutes, about three minutes, quarter turn, so you get those nice cross marks in the steak. Flip it, quarter turn, take them off, you're good to go. On top of that, I made some uh, asparagus and... And rice. And, ooh, ooh, Guinness glazed <laughs> mushrooms and onions to go on top of the steak. Oh, to diet for. <laughs> the most <sighs> odd cheese avenues is pepper jack. <laughs> <laughs> At least you don't just eat jack. <laughs> That's so true, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is going to be a very fun list for me, not so much for you. No, no, I'll just run through mine real fast. Uh, number six, I put Kojak because it's my go-to cheese. Like Colby Jack, Colby Jack yes. cheese. Kojak, Colby Jack. Like the yellow and white cheese. Yeah. Colby cheese and Jack cheese. Thank you. Colby Jack cheese. Thank you. And number six. <laughs> and number six is a uh, blue cheese. <laughs> I like a little blue cheese. It's got that uh, little funk to it with the bacteria. It causes that. Uh, it's a mold on it. So it is that blue. It's a mold. Is it all cheese mold? Uh, no, or not the cheeses you eat. Or... It's not a fungus. All, most real cheeses are made with mold. Some real cheeses are made with maggots. You need to go see Gar over at Eastman's Party Store. You guys can talk about cheese all oh, day. Oh, I can talk about cheese all day. <laughs> Meats and cheeses, man. A little cracker or a piece of bread or toast to put it on. Oh, last night I ate some, some cheese and some meats. <laughs> Uh, little little crackers, some wheat thins. Oh, delicious. That's what Jameson eats for lunch. Well, Jameson eats better than you. Then. Yep. Uh, number five. Are you done with your number six? Yeah, a little blue it. cheese. I think people know what blue cheese is. like it in dressings, like it on salads, like it on its own sometimes. A little spoonful of blue cheese. Lord <laughs> is eating Cheez-Its. Does that count as a favorite cheese? Yes, that might actually be my number one. I should have put that. Dang. What one, kind of Cheez-Its? One, what? What kind of Cheez-Its? Original? Original is the only way to go. No way! White cheddar, man. No. Oh. Okay, continue. Okay. That's your number five. Swiss. <laughs> I like it on a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're all... 
I got good cheese. I'll tell you what. Swiss cheese is a good cheese. It doesn't break my top six, but it's a very good cheese. I prefer my Swiss cheeses with either chicken or with my breakfast. But uh, my number five is fresh mozzarella. I said it really arrogant because I'm a douche. Mozzarella cheese. Mozzarella cheese. But fresh, five. not shredded. Fresh. Oh, God. Now you're getting picky. No, but I mean, like, you, I mean, not like fresh, fresh. Like, oh, they just made it out in the barn. I'm going to go <laughs> grab a little ball of it. Is that why you guys have goats so you can make mozzarella cheese? No. They're boy goats. That'd be terrible cheese I from a boy goat. Probably green or yellow or something. You can't get. I know, Matt. Milk. That's what I'm saying. He uses <laughs> pee instead of the milk. <laughs> Dumbass. Okay, moving on. Number, <laughs> Number four. I like provolone melted over my hamburger. Provolone. <laughs> so basically, um, what, I'm, what I'm gathering here is you just go to the sliced cheese section of your local supermarket and grab a bunch of yellow and white cheeses. Yeah, I went to Aldi and I'm like, okay, these are the cheeses that are available. Which one do I like most? And I left. <laughs> They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, just make a list of the cheeses. Just make a list of my favorite six <laughs> cheeses I can buy here. Got homework to do for work. Come on. Uh, so my number four. Ready for this? Limburger. I don't even know what that is. Limburger cheese is a very soft cheese, very very stinky. It uh, it's a big turnoff cheese for a lot of people. I like my cheese is really stinky, and it's great <laughs> on sandwiches. <laughs> Honestly, the first thing that comes up: Why does Limburger cheese smell so bad? It's just the type of cheese it is. I mean, I don't tell you. It's uh so I mean fifty six bucks for eight ounces. It's a very nice cheese. <laughs> so a Limburger cheese and onion sandwich. That's all that's on it is this Limburger and just a big old slice of onion. What's with you and onions? They're great for you. Have you never seen the movie Holes or read the book? Yes, I did. I, I liked reading that book because every couple pages another chapter. Oh, dude, I felt so. Oh, I was so accomplished. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Chapter, Ooh, look at me. And then, and then, and then my mom be like, "Hey, man, how many how many uh, uh, chapters are you reading Holes today?" Uh, mom, I read like twenty chapters. Oh, good job. How many? One hundred and seven. She never asked that. She never read the book, so she didn't know how many chapters were actually in it. But I tell you what, middle school Matt, genius. Anyway, Limburger cheese, delicious, wonderful, great cheese. But it's one of those cheeses not good with other things other than itself and on a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. Are we on to number three? Yeah. <laughs> Pepper Jack on burgers. <laughs> At least I pull a food I eat it with. <laughs> so uh, number three is probably my, uh, um, my most normal cheese uh, on my list. It's a, uh, a sharp cheddar. I like my, my cheddar to be, be very sharp, almost curt. Can you tell the, the difference buds. between sharp, mild, and Oh, absolutely. Sharp. Have you ever tried? So, No, because I've never had them like back-to-back. I just eat them, and then that's yellow cheese, so I eat it. <laughs> what, what, do you know which one I had here on Saturday? You had to guess. Uh, all, I had, all I had was pepper jack. The only cheese I ate when I was here. Sorry. Make this man food and veggie trays. And I ate everything. Homemade, didn't, didn't eat I the yellow cheese the night before. Tell you what, your, your homemade Alfredo, Alfredo sauce was delicious. The meatballs very good. The, you the, like those meatballs? They I were ate them myself. Did you really? Nope. I didn't think so. frozen. That's what I figured. <laughs> they tasted very frozen. Um, I mean, everything was great. I just didn't try the yellow cheese. I apologize. I'm a big fan of pepper jack cheese with my meats and crackers. I mean, the yellow could have been a uh, just a Colby. Uh, not a huge fan of Colby. This is boring. 
I, I missed out. It was apparently a cheddar cheese. <laughs> Who might just Colby cheese? I don't know. You're, you're a fan of Colby Jack. Maybe. Uh, I didn't even know they made Colby cheese. <laughs> it was just a yellow cheese, man. All right. Number two. <laughs> Shutter on tacos. <laughs> My number two cheese is, is it's tough between one and two for me. I mean, I really like both these cheeses and every variety of these cheeses I've had. But number two, I decided to go with a, a Munster. A Munster's uh, it's heard a very, very creamy, very very uh, milky cheese, creamy cheese. Uh, um, not overly soft, but it's almost more on the sweeter side. It's a it's a very very good cheese. I mean, I, I know you're a little lactose tolerant, but it's definitely worth you finding some uh, a little Munster, some Munster in your life, a little Munster in you. The only thing I think Eddie Eddie Munster, Eddie Munster, Munster. Uh, meet the Munsters, and they get uh, all the Munster guys. You're for number one yet? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mozzarella on pizza. I don't even know what fresh mozzarella tastes like. It's just mozzarella. You give it to me out of the back. I don't care. On pizza, that's all I care about. I'm done with this segment. Gouda. Gouda cheese is very good. Uh, <laughs> you're such a dad. I love, that was the worst dad love joke Gouda I've cheese. Ever heard. Gouda is a little, uh, little more, a little spicier, I would say, than uh, a little more curt. And the uh, the Munster cheese, another white cheese for the most part. Um, it's great stuff. I implore you to seek out both Munster and Gouda cheese to make your life a little bit better. I probably won't. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, bring over your meat and cheese tray sometime. We're just going to eat, eat some cheeses and you're going to crap your brains out because apparently you're a little bit lactose <laughs> exactly. and Okay, question for you guys now that you're all here. <laughs> we just went through our top six cheeses and it's more or less Adam's Deli Islander than anything else. Uh, what should we do next week? Anybody? Anybody? You got something? Top six? We have a list of random things we can talk about. But looking for something. Talk about our uh, top six um, ways to join two pieces of lumber. Different uh, lumber mm-hmm. joints. You got or your cuts. butt joint. You got your uh, your hair and pinion joint. And you got your biscuit joint. You know, you're using a biscuit joiner before. They're pretty nice. I like biscuits. <laughs> I like biscuits. <laughs> show has just gone downhill <laughs> since the first half. You know, first when, half. When, when, I, when I thought we were talking about our favorite cheeses <laughs> here, I, I thought you were really going to get into the cheeses, but uh, nope, it's just uh, your average uh, grocery store cheeses. Cream cheese is not uh, not very exotic. I would I would barely even consider it a uh, cheese. It didn't even make my top six. Oh, are you, are you a cottage cheese person? No, but my friend Deegar makes this awesome cottage cheese dip. You can do cottage cheese and cream cheese and um, uh, taco sauce or spice, I guess the little spice packets, and then anything else you ought to put on as a topping. Your friend Dinger. Deer, Darlene Eager. Oh. She's a wonderful lady. I love her. Oh, I'm sure she is. I just... I bet you that uh, dip doesn't sit well with you, does it? She gave me a... Oh, I bet you some shredded uh, cheddar cheese on top of that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Don't want none of that gouda. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I do love. I do love this. No, you liked all my cheeses. cheeses. I know I you do. did. I just, they just didn't break my top six. No, no. no. no these, mozzarella did. I tell you what. 
These are uh, these are just my top six oh, as of right now. There may be cheeses out there I haven't tried yet that would change my mind and blow my <laughs> world. And so you never know. There's, got, there's some cheeses, man. I got nice, nice goat cheese. You ever had goat cheese before? No. All right. I got to regress to this Deger story. Top six dips, Deger's. Oh yeah, we could do top six dips. I'm sure you got weird dips though, so it's not even gonna make any sense. Wintergreen. The <laughs> <laughs> grizzly wintergreen guy. Skull straight cut. Hard stuff. Really, um, beech nuts my favorite. I don't even want to tell you the story anymore. I'm done. I'm ready for it. Lay it on me. So it's not. Uh, so. Mel and I obviously have been married now for six and a half years. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, the fact that she's still here is a miracle. I, I, I don't, don't worry. I say the same thing about my I wife, but continue. Um, so for her wedding shower, Deager got her a card. <laughs> it literally said, I'd wish you the best, but you already have Adam. Yay. Wow. She loves me. All right, man. Deager, not Mel. <laughs> That's great. I, uh... I got no such card. <laughs> there may have been a card in there that said, if Shayna, if Matt doesn't work out, here's my number. And uh, I don't remember who that was. But, uh, Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's weird. <laughs> it's my best friend from college. <laughs> right. right. She lives two doors down now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. All right. Um, have you watched Bird Box? So I was going to watch it yesterday, but... Uh, I uh, went couch shopping, as I said before. No, oh, that's right. And uh, I didn't get home till football was on. After football was on, football's almost over by the time I got home, so I didn't didn't watch it yet. Okay. But uh, I think I got the premise of it. So yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm going to spoil anything. Um, I just I'm going to talk about the movie here for a hot second. I don't like scary movies at all. I'm no, not, you don't. I'm a I'm a huge uh, horror movie fan. And but you it, are not. This was not. On the scary side, it was definitely on the intense side, though. Um, suspenseful, I guess, would Ooh, be the correct suspense. category. Um, the first half, I will tell you this off the bat, was kind of a letdown. Like, after all this hype, and I think that was the problem, is Netflix and all these people on the internet just hyped it, hyped it, hyped it, hyped it, hyped it. First half of the movie, I'm, like, sitting there, pull out my computer, start making on some, working on some new mixes and stuff for the podcast and whatnot. I'm like, okay. So this is cool. Like, paying attention, paying attention, paying attention. Then something happens. Uh, I'm not going to tell this to you because it's freaky. That's actually a freaky scene right there, too, that you're looking at. That's like one of the first scenes of the movie. Um, but it's so. I literally got chills. I'm getting chills thinking about the, this happening, and especially because there were babies involved. I think like that you just relate to those types of things a lot more. It was like literally born like five minutes before. So it wasn't like mumma mumma mumma. They were like where 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 where, kind of like you when you go home. <laughs> uh, th- then it just got super intense. Uh, that was probably the. There's one person entered entered the premise, entered the cast. Um, for those who've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. The dude with the eyes. Uh, that was probably the most intense. And then, uh, well, they I'll spoil it. I guess they escape and everything's okay. Basically. Um, there it, are. It was, it was very. It was a good movie. I'm glad I watched it. I don't think it lived up to the hype that it got on Netflix, but I think that's just because of the hype it got on Netflix. If I watched it 
before hearing all that, I probably would have thought this is a really good movie. But because of all the, oh my god, how you been talking that? I was like, all right. So there's a... Uh, I can talk about it now. There's a handful of halfway decent actors and actresses in yeah, this uh, Netflix, in this I mean, movie. They, got, they got some big They got some pull, absolutely. Um, Sandra Bullock, favorite movie <laughs> she's in is... God, don't put me on a spot like that. I'll find out. Hang well, on. mine's the blind side because she's, she's, the way she acts and the way she looks in the blind side, very attractive. That's my favorite. Honestly, that's why I have to agree with you. Looking at all. That's movies. my favorite Sandra Bullock movie. She's a wonderful actress. She really is. Favorite Matthew McConaughey movie. Oh, oh man, he's had a lot of really good ones lately. Mm-hmm. I like uh, what's it called? Is it Gold? Something yep. like that. Um, but it's not my favorite. Whoop, 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 whoop. Don't fence. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's got me all worked up over here. <laughs> um, Days and Confused. Yeah. Days and Confused. I think it's my favorite Matthew McConaughey movie. We guess we should have done Matthew McConaughey. All right, Chick, all right, all right. Fool's Gold is freaking fantastic. And I really do like How to Lose a Guy in 10, ga- 10 Days. I think that movie's hilarious. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely different movie. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. Top six menu items at G's. They don't pay us enough. Maybe we could work something out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go on on uh, premise for that one. Right there on site. That one right there. Oh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Keep them coming. Keep sending them our way. Um, let us know. That actually would be really cool to go do that and yeah, maybe rank... Top six items. Oh, something. Wolf of Wall Street. Also a really good movie. That was a really good movie. Uh, yeah. So. We should have a Matthew McConaughey movie party. Yeah, because our last golf party went great. We should do it again. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you and I can hang out sometime and just oh. watch Matthew McConaughey movies. Game. Melody would join. Shayna loves Matthew McConaughey. I'm sure she loves him more than you. Mm, she loves most actors more than me. <laughs> Top six Sandra Bullock movies. Could do that. Uh, I'll I could figure do that it right out. now. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. We're running out of time. All right. It's been real. You can always reach us, madmusicgmail.com. Call or text 99-372-1391. 99-372-1391. Please use that. Like, no one texts me ever. It's kind of depressing. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, madmuse, madmuse.com. All our episodes post on Wednesdays. We'll be back on Monday. I feel like I just got here. Yeah, this, and now this I'm saying goodbye. goodbye. This is uh, sad. This is goodbye. See ya. That was the Matt Muse Show. Thank you for listening.